brothers and sisters, we have gathered here today to celebrate the life, the great life of Sister Ruth Teasley Lockett. I don't know about you, but this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Now I know that this is a funeral, but when a person has lived their life and it has been pleasing unto the Lord, this is no longer a funeral. Today is a celebration. Does anybody believe that? Come on, come on all over this building. This is the day that the Lord has made. And one of the things, as I started reading this obituary, Sister Ruth Teasley served on our usher ministry for 45 years. That's something to celebrate. Come on, all over this building, let's give God some praise for the life, the life and the legacy of Sister Ruth Lockett. She served here, she served our God, and we ought to celebrate her life today with enthusiasm. We ought to celebrate today and help this family to celebrate the life of this great servant of God. Can we give God some praise in here one more time? Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here one more time. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Would you bow your heads for just a moment as we go to God in prayer? Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we love you today and we say thank you. Thank you for the life of Sister Ruth. God, thank you. Thank you for lending her to us these many years. And God, we pray now in the name of Jesus that you will have your way in this atmosphere. We ask, oh God, that you move about the sanctuary in such a way that somebody will begin to feel your presence. They will begin to sense that you are here. Oh God, I don't care if no one else knows it, but God, I know that you're here. I know that you came by here this afternoon before we got here. And so God, in the name of Jesus, as we pray your prayers and read your scriptures and sing your songs, God, we pray that you would invoke your presence upon this place in such a way, oh God, that somebody will hear you today. And they would cry out, I yield, I yield. What must I do to be saved? But more than anything, God, during this time of celebration, be with this family, be with these brothers, and be with this sister, be with these daughters, oh God. Be with these grandchildren. God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would be amongst us today. Oh God, and we pray, oh God, that as we leave this place, we leave here comforted and we leave here with an assurance that you are the one. You are the one, oh God, that will take care of us and you will be with us in our time of need. We love you. We thank you. We give you the honor and we give you the praise for what we know is going to happen in this atmosphere today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing our opening selection. After we sing our opening selection, Reverend Brenda Richardson will take over and will lead us in our worship today. Amen.
shepherd I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters he restores my soul he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. The New Testament reading is found in John. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. 
John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may also be. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God's words for God's people. Family, may you be blessed by them. Let us pray. Sweet family and friends, join me as I pray for the family of Miss Ruth Cheesley Lockett. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you on behalf of this family and friends. Their burden is heavy right now. However, we know that you are a heavy load bearer. We know you to be a comforter or shelter in the time of storm. So God, hear our prayer. Hold them up in their grief that this family is going through right now. However, we do not grieve as those that have no hope because our hope is in you. So God, right now, we thank you for lending this mother, this grandmother, this sister to us for all these years and this usher for 45 years. The memories of her will become sweeter as the days go by. Thank you for giving this family and friends someone to love and someone to trust and someone to care for. Lord, ease their pain today as only you can and as only time can do. The family and friends, they cry because they loved and they had someone to love. Though her earthliness is no more, she will live boldly forever in their hearts. Lord, will you further, we further pray that daily the Holy Spirit will come and touch them and encamp all around these daughters and these brothers and sisters in a mighty, mighty way. In the midnight hour, God, when no one else is around, God, we pray that you would come right then and comfort them and let them know that you're in, that they're in the palm of your hand. God, they love you, and Miss Ruth loved you, God. So just take care of her family, God. Give them everything that they need, God. Give them all the strength that they need. God, I pray right now that you would have friends and family encamp around them. Let them not forget them, God. Let them always be mindful of the loss they are suffering today. God, we pray that you bless this family. Keep them together, God. Make them tighter than tight. God, this is your prayer. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Can you join me in an amen? Amen. We're praying for this family, aren't we? 
Oh, yeah, we're praying for this family. We've been there. So we're praying mightily, mightily for you, daughters and brothers and sisters. We will continue in our worship with a selection by Miss Bonita Stitt. some good days and I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days I've had some lonely nights But when I When I look around me And I think things over Oh yes I that all of my good days they outweigh my bad days I I won't complain I've had some good days and I've had some hills to climb I've had some weary days And I've had some sleepless nights But when I When I look Think things over. Oh, yes, I do. That all of my good days they outweigh my bad days. I I won't complain. Sometimes the clouds. can hardly see the road. I ask the question, Lord, Lord, why so much pain? But he knows what's best. 
cannot see. So I just want to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I won't complain. God has been so good to me. And this whole world, or you could ever be, he's been so good to me. He, he dried every last one of my tears away. Turn all my midnight into days so I'll, I'll say thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord I won't complain hey, hey, hey. he drives complaining I learned to lift my hands towards heaven and say thank you Lord I've been lied on but thank you Lord I've been talked about but thank you Lord I've been misunderstood but thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord I won't complain and I love this part of worship experience and celebration because it paints a picture of our beautiful sister, Miss Ruth Teasley Lockett. And we have three that will be coming in this order. Mrs. Barbara Moore, Ms. Nellie Griffin, and Sister Ruby Rory. If you would come to the podium to my right your left 
if you would keep your comments to about two minutes. Not because we don't want to hear it all. We do. Amen. We want to hear it all. But for the family, as a kindness to the family at this time. Amen. God bless Praise you. Praise the Lord, everyone. I met Ruth in 1994. Uh, we worked together at Goodwill and And it seemed like we just connected instantly. I would often tell her we were cut from the same cloth. You know, we came from the same era. And it was a true friendship. I can remember talking with her uh, rarely, you know, less than an hour. All of our conversations would be an hour, two hours, and we would just laugh and talk and talk about, you know, so many things. We talked about God, we talked about family, we talked about past, you know, uh, events and so many different things. You know, and I would uh, laugh with her and she told me once, she said, uh, I was on the phone, and I was rustling the phone, and, and she said, Bob, what are you doing? I said, girl, I'm looking for my glasses. And then, you know, it got quiet. She said, Where did, did you find them? Were they on your head? I said, honey, no, they were on my eyes. And she just laughed and laughed. And, you know, I would tell her, you know, <laughs> her recall was pathetic, and so was mine. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to help her remember her words. She's trying to help me remember mine. It's like the blind leading the blind, you know. Uh, she said one of her daughters, I think it was Latonia, told her once, you're going to have to carry a dictionary around with you. And I say, well, when, how are you going to remember the words? You know, so we laugh about that. So, you know, I'm so happy. She told me one time, she said, uh, I was telling her something I'd said, and she said, Bob, I can't believe you said that. And I said, you? Can't believe it. I said that because you know she could be brash. You know, honey, we would laugh about, <laughs> laugh about that. So she was a true friend of mine. She really was. She would live a long time in my heart. You know, I never met a friend like her, and I never met a friend. She, you know, I could just be myself with her. So we pray for the family. We love you in the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. I just want to talk about, as we call her at work, we were all retired ladies, but we went back to work part-time, uh, taking care of the country we just said for a day. But uh, I met with Miss Ruth And she, along with Miss Gail, which is here today too, we became, they called us the Golden Girls. Because at our table, all the Golden Girls. And I guess I was like Ma, because I'm the oldest. But uh, we had a lot of fun. Miss Ruth exhibited, I'm just going to tell you, I, I saw her, 
She was dedicated to God and to St. Paul. She loved people. She had the attribute of love that God wants all of us to have. She carried that. She carried a smile. She was feisty, but she was lovable, okay? She always was neatly dressed from head to toe. She loved her family, her girls, and one thing, she enjoyed working. They call it the Golden Girls, but we all enjoyed working. We all been been together. And when I didn't go, I always tell them I got to go to work to meet my friends. I can be with my friends. These were my friends, okay? And she was one of them. And one thing she did, she worked as if she was working for the Lord. That's an attribute for anybody. She enjoyed working, and she worked diligently. And I tell you why I say that. Okay. Miss Ruth, she used her position as an usher. We call her the number one usher. It, that's what that's a nickname I gave her. Because she wanted everything to be just right. We all worked at a table together. But after I saw this lady on YouTube. She was in church. They call her number one usher. I went back to work. I told them, now I know what to call her. Number one usher. If you, I'm sitting up there. She always sat beside me, you know, on the same table. We was all on the same table. But I'm doing my forms, getting my forms together. I look over at her. She had everything so neatly done. I say, wow, look at this. I'm working just as hard as she is, but look at her stats. And then she get up to take them to the quality people. She asked me, say, you want me to take yours? I said, yeah, you can take them. Then she looked at me, you know that grunt she had? When you get on there, she <laughs> I just looked at her. I said, you can take mine. She said, is yours ready? Because mine be all twisted. Because I'd be working hard. But hers was in a little stack, like somebody had ironed them. Okay? But, but she, I always told her, I said, that's what quality is for. If you got anything wrong, quality would catch it. So go on and take it. That's what she and I used to, we used to laugh at her. She was a sweet lady. Sweet lady. Believe me when I say that. See, all these things you see in Miss Ruth was God-given. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes he uses people in a position, not a high position. It can be in a position where he wants them to touch other people. And she touched me. And she taught me how to do neat work. She, she really did. She taught me how to be neat at work. But God has a way, a place in people where they're needed. And I needed her. But sometimes, you know, ushers get a little nosy. Hey, we all been there. We've been ushers in the church. 
Yeah, I've been here for 80 years, and I know I've been I've been nosy in the church. But uh, I used to tell her, I got all this, a lot of this written down. I used to tell her, I said, now you don't have to know everything, Miss Ruth. Just do what, do what we supposed to do, and we keep on, keep on walking. But she was, she was, she just carried so much love in her heart. I'm telling you, she loved her girls. She constantly talked about her girls. Her granddaughter, she loved them. Believe me, she loved you. And one thing, Miss Ruth, was, I'm trying to get my note here. She would look at me sometimes, look at us. Say, you all right? I say, yeah, Miss Ruth, I'm fine. She said, you know, we're getting old. I say, talk for yourself. I say, I know where I am. <laughs> but she was determined to practice the attributes of God. She was a friend. She loved people. She portrayed that love. And she was diligent at her work. She worked as if she was working for the Lord. Not for man, but for the Lord. And I just tell you, you guys, that she did a lot for us. We just have to love her, love and be loved. If we practice what Miss Ruth taught, a smile. Always have a smile on your face. We got enough meanness going on. I'm not preaching, y'all, but just smile. She had a smile that would penetrate. You get, you get a little irked with her when she had that grunt. You look at her, and then she'll smile. If she said anything out of the way to you during the day, you know what she do it? She'll call me at night. Now, you know we didn't have to do that. She'll call me and apologize. See, that's minutes up. But that's how she was. She distributed love to her fellow man. And she loved the girl. And one thing she did, I'm going to leave it here. She got me in a lot of trouble because of Steinmark. She got, <laughs> she got me in a lot of debt because of Steinmark. That's all I can say. But I thank you for allowing me to talk about her. She was a servant of God. Believe me when I say that. In every way. In every way she was. Thank you. ministry, giving honor to our pulpit. I 
wonderful pastor, Robert C. Scott. I thank y'all for allowing me to speak. Um, me and her, not gonna tell you, we had some good times. She'd get on me. If I wasn't right, she'd tell me. There are members of your family that have been on this usher's ministry for as long as Ruth has. Lawrence, Larry, and a few more. There are also members that have been part of Second Ward Ruth, and I love you all. I wear, before I say anything else, I want to say that I love Ruth, and I'm going to miss her, and it's hard for me to speak right now. She came under the ministry, our first pastor, who is our emeritus pastor, Paul W. Drummond, then Gregory K. Moss, then we went to our pastor now, Robert C. Scott, and then COVID took over. Closed our little church down, but not for long. We were on internet, we learned internet, we learned YouTube, we learned it all. But she was great in everything that she did. Dressed to a T, she made sure that we came right, stepping in this church, doing the Lord's will. She was here, and she did it. She was in the first group that did First Sunday with Reginald Steele, and then I came and joined up for a little while on and off. She was great at her job, very great. I'm going to tell you that part of the Usher's ministry who's led now by Pauline Amos was recently held by Leroy Watkins. Part of our job is to keep a smile on our face, to help and stand in these aisles and to welcome you as you come. And I hope we did our job well. Ruth did. She did a very good job. 45 45 years? Would you not say that's a very good job? She worked for the Lord down here on his earth. His earth, not ours. His earth. We're here for a short time. These gloves represent part of her. This uniform, part of her as an usher. The pen, part of her as an usher. A combination of all the ushers everywhere around this nation, if they come. This is another pen she also wore. So I'm thanking all of y'all. If she took time away from y'all for allowing her to be here as a member of St. Paul, as a member of all the General Baptist, all the Baptist church, all the churches of all denominations, I praise y'all. I hope y'all keep it up. Remember and share your memories with all the little ones that's coming behind. 
She is one to be reckoned and a lot of stories to be told about. Thank you. Put your hands together. Thank you all so much for all the words that you said. It was beautiful, absolutely incredible. Thank you so very much. And on behalf of the family, they would like to let you know that they would, they're acknowledging everything that you've done for them. They thank you so much for being a part of this celebration on today. They also would like to thank you for all of the flowers, all of the calls, all the text messages, everything that you did to comfort them during their time of the mom's illness and up until this moment. They will thank you in a more formal way later, but they want you to know that with everything that you have done, they are so appreciative and so grateful for your kindness and your love. But now uh, tomorrow will come and the day after that, and the day after that. Can we agree that we will keep our hands on them, that we will touch them, that we'll call them, that we'll text message them? Daughter, you'll get a text message from Reverend Richardson because I got your text, I got your number. So can we all agree that if we've got their number, that we're gonna reach out to them from time to time, amen? Come on, it's not easy. Uh, this is not an easy day, but we can comfort them and we can walk with them because we are the church. We are the believers of the Lord and we can walk mightily and steadily with them during this time. So thank you so very much for that. We will now have a selection by Miss Naomi Worthy and then it will follow the eulogy by Reverend Dr. Monica Redman. Amen? Amen? Amen. the center of my joy all that's good and perfect comes from you you're the heart of my contentment hope for the center of my joy when I lost my direction Yeah. 
You're the center of my 
center of your joy. Come on, don't fool me now. Is he the center of your joy? Thank you so much, Miss Naomi. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we love you this afternoon and we first say thank you. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful, wonderful worship experience that we have shared today. And thank you for the life of Sister Ruth T.Z. Lockett. God, we thank you for bringing us here together with this family to share together, to share memories, to share stories. But God, more than anything, we need to share your word. And so God, now as we stand and share your word, we ask for your power. We ask, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would give us an anointing today to preach your word. But God, we can't preach unless you first allow us to preach. You call us to preach. But God, I pray that as the word goes forward today, that somebody will hear the word. And maybe, oh God, after hearing the word, something happens to them through the preached word. God, save somebody today if you need to. But God, we want you to comfort today. Comfort this family. Comfort these friends. Comfort, oh God, every person that is in this room today. And God, when we leave here today, we will leave here leaping and jumping, knowing that we have been in your presence. We love you, we honor you, and we give you the praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God some praise in this building today. Oh my God, we have been blessed today. What a great worship experience this has been. We want to thank the Lord for every person that has stood here behind this mic and have given tributes today. We thank the Lord for you. But God, we also want to thank you today for being here and being amongst us. But brothers and sisters, our pastor is here and I want to give honor to our pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. He is in the building. Would you help me, come on, help me give the Lord praise for our pastor and our leader today for allowing us to be here. And I'm thankful that Reverend Richardson, she did a great job in leading us today. Would you help me thank the Lord for Reverend Richardson what a great job she has done today in leading us through our worship. And I want to say to this family, thank you. Thank you all so much for this opportunity to share words on behalf of your family. But before I go that far, was the music not awesome today? Oh, come on. Let's thank God for Sister Bonita Stitt and Sister Naomi Worthy and Brother David Scott Gibson. Come on. You can do better than that. Let's thank God for them. Let's thank God for the ushers who are here. Thank God for the parking lot attendants who served us today. To God, we give the praise for everything that has happened in this place today. We thank him because if it had not been for the Lord on our side, none of us knows exactly where we would be. Thank you. Thank you so much, family. Thank you for lending mama to us and sister to us and auntie and grandmama. Thank you so much for allowing us to be here today.
It certainly is a pleasure, and um, it is definitely an honor to stand here today to pay respects and honor the life of Sister Ruth Teasy Lockett. To these daughters, Tanya and Petrina, thank you for lending your mother to the Usher's Ministry for 45 years. That's awesome, isn't it? 45 years she stood at that door. We ought to give God some praise for that. And these daughters lent her. There were times, I'm sure, that you all wish mama was at home with you all, but she was standing at the door. And we say thank you to you all for allowing her to be here. It is a great accomplishment, I say, for a person to say that a person served the Lord for 45 years. Come on, let's give God some praise for that. I want us to read um, a passage of scripture today, a very familiar passage of scripture, and it is found in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Beginning there at the 13th verse, it reads like this, and I'm reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible. It reads like this, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together to be with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Is that what your Bible says? I mean, really, is that what your Bible says? Just a few moments, I, I really want to talk about the blessed hope of Sister Ruth Lockett. The blessed hope of Sister Ruth Lockett. There was um, an evangelist by the name of D.O. Moody, and one day he made this statement. He said, one day you will hear that D.L. Moody is dead, but don't you believe a word of it? But on that day, he said, I will be more alive than I ever have been. Oh, that's a, that's a word right there. That's a word right there. He said, because on that day, I will be more alive than I ever have been. As we gather today to pay our final respects to Sister Ruth Teasley Lockett, we must cast our gaze on the resurrection and on the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must take comfort and have confidence in the words that we read in the Bible. In this portion of scripture that we just read, the Thessalonian people were wondering what was happening to those loved ones who had died. There was a fear amongst them that they would never see their loved ones again and that they would miss out on the return of Jesus Christ. 
Paul spoke those powerful words that we hear so often concerning the hope that we as Christians have. And I want to briefly look at three different aspects of the hope today, realizing that we can take comfort in the words of the Bible on occasions like this. Paul said in verse number 13 that he wanted them to know that those who had fallen asleep in Christ would rise again. They would rise again one day in victory over the sting of death, hell, and the grave. That's some good news right there. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's good news to even think about having victory over the sting of death. I believe that Paul was telling the people that this hope is, number one, a confident hope. Oh, we got to have a confident hope. You ought to put your hands together for that. We need to have a confident hope. A confident hope in Jesus. As Christians, of course, we're going to grieve the loss of our loved ones because there is that sense of loss and it's that sense of brokenness of fellowship that we once enjoyed. There was a confidence and an assurance that God had everything in control one day. But Paul said that though we may feel sorrow, we don't feel sorrow as the world feels sorrow. Oh, come on here, somebody. Because we don't feel that sorrow because we will see our loved ones again. Oh, hallelujah. And we're going to see our loved ones again in a land far greater than the land that we're living in right now. You ought to put your hands together in here, my brothers and my sisters, and be excited about the confidence that you have in the hope of seeing your loved ones once again. Christianity draws the sting of hopelessness from sorrow, though it cannot destroy that sorrow. We must grieve, brothers and sisters, but you know what? We got to grieve, but we also have hope. Hallelujah. We can be sad. We can cry, but I want us to be sad and cry knowing that we have hope. I've got hope today, my brothers and my sisters. I have hope in Jesus Christ. We must grieve, but we also must have hope. 1 Corinthians 15 and 19 says it like this. If our hope in Christ is for this life alone, we are to be pitied by all men. We can't just have that one hope. This is the hope that fills the heart of a family member for the departed loved one. This is the hope that so many of you feel today for our dear sister Ruth, who is waiting on the hills of glory till we arrive there. This world cannot give this comfort, this confident hope that only comes through a knowledge, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. We must know today that there is more to this life than what we can see with our physical eyes. We must know that there's more to life than what we can touch with our hands or even hear with our ears. There is an eternity that each one of us needs to be prepared for. Hallelujah. And God has given us this life 
to get ready for either an a heavenly home or an endless hell. God has given us the time to get ready on this side. And you know what I came to tell you this afternoon? We need to be getting ready for the time that we're going to go to our heavenly home. Hallelujah. In this world, I believe that as Christians, we can still have a confidence and assurance that God is in control and nothing happens to us that does not sift through his loving hands first. While things seem so unstable all around us, and I don't know how you feel about it, but the world sometimes feels like it's going to crash down. But you know what? I've got a hope. I've got a hope in Jesus Christ that goes far beyond what's going on in this world. Anybody else got that hope? Listen, while things seem so unstable all around us and in places all around the world, Jesus Christ is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Oh, you ought to put your hands together for that. You ought to thank him that he's the same God, the same God that took care of you years ago. But he's the same God that's taking care of you right now. Hallelujah. Anybody else feel that hope? I feel the hope. I feel the hope. But you know what? Not only is this a confident hope, but it's also a continual hope. That means it's not going to run out. It's continuing. First John 2 and 28 says, And now, dear children, continue in him, so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. John was telling the church to continue in the Lord until his coming. What he is saying is keep on serving God. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't let anything hinder or distract you on your journey to heaven. This is a journey, my brothers and my sisters. This is a marathon. And there was a song that we used to sing in church. And it says, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. Gotta make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempt me and he tries to turn me around, I will take nothing for my journey right now. Anybody else say, I will take nothing for the journey? I started out with him. I will continue with him. I'm going all the way with my Lord. Philippians 1 and 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. That means he's not going to stop. He's not going to be like some of us that go part of the way. I came this afternoon to tell somebody and I came to tell this family that God is going to go all the way. He's going all the way with you. I want you to put your trust in that. He's not a part-time God. Anybody else know he's not a part-time God? He's not a part-time. If he started out, he's going to finish what he started. Hallelujah. And I want you to have the confidence in knowing that, that his hope is continual. One 
that you can make up your mind that you're going to continue in this blessed hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ while not allowing anything or anyone to keep you back from giving your all to him. I don't care what it looks like. I don't even care what it feels like. Don't let nothing stop you. I'm going all the way with Jesus. This is a race that must be run to the end. And it must be run with endurance. It must be run with effort. And it must be run with determination. And yes, you must even run with a little bit of blood, sweat, and tears sometimes. We may at times feel a bit battered. And we may feel a little bruised. We may feel a little beaten by the storms of life. But my mind goes to a song that says, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Everything that you're going through, all the pain that you're dealing with, all the sadness that you're being confronted with, family, I came to tell you, it will be worth it all. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. It's going to be worth it all. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're dealing with today. I know that I'm dealing with sadness by the light, by the loss of Sister Ruth. And I know that you are family, but I came to tell you that it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. The only time that we can give up is when we go up. Because one day we're going to go up. I want you to continue in the hope that you know and become better. And I want to say, instead of becoming bitter, I want you to become better. But not only do we have a hope that is confident, and not only do we have a hope that is continual, but we also finally have a hope that is comforting. Hallelujah. Anybody know that God will comfort you? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. God will. <laughs> mm -hmm. Even when it doesn't even look like it, when no one else is around, you can somehow feel the arms of the Lord all around you. It may be difficult, but it's going to be all right because there is a hope that is comforting. There's a story that's told about a child of God who was seriously ill and lacked assurance of salvation. And the person said to his physician, doctor, although I'm a Christian, I'm afraid to die. He said exactly what happens to us in the hour of death. The surgeon, who was also a believer, thought for a moment, and the doctor then replied, I'm afraid I can't give you an exact answer to that question. As he walked across the room to leave, he desperately wished he could say something comforting to this family. So he paused briefly before opening the door. And when he did that, he heard the sound of scratching and whining on the other side. You know what? Suddenly he realized that he had left his car window open and his little dog had jumped out. <laughs> With the patient's permission, he let the pet poodle in who leaped on the man with an eager show of gladness. In a flash, the doctor's mind was awakened to a scriptural truth he had never before put into words. Turning to the sick man, he said, 
Did you see how my dog acted? He's never been in this room before. He had no idea what was on the inside. But when he opened the door, I said, when he opened the door, he sprang in without any fear. Hallelujah. Because you know why he did that? He knew that he did that because he knew that his master was on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I came to tell somebody, don't you get upset. Don't you get worried because the master is on the other side. Oh, hallelujah. I said the master is on the other side. I know that tears are going to flow. I know they're going to be hard days. But I came to tell you that the master is on the other side. Does anybody else believe that? Have you felt the Lord? Have you felt him in your hard times? In your difficult moments? You can raise your hands and say the master was on the other side. Come on and put your hands together. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christians, we have not been told about everything that's waiting for us on the other side. But one thing we do know, our master is on the other side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't need to know all the details. All you need to know this afternoon is that the master is on the other side. Paul tells us, Paul tells the Thessalonian church in verse number 18 to stop worrying about your loved ones and comfort yourselves with these beautiful words. One day, the mighty trumpet of God will sound and the dead will burst from their graves before you and I even leave the ground. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a comfort and what a joy. This world cannot even answer what we are going through. They can't comfort our souls in a time like this. But Christians need to remember 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There was a poet by the name of Victor Hugo and he said, when I go down to the grave, I can say, like so many others, I have finished my work. That's what Sister Ruth said just the other day. She said it, daughters. She said, I finished my work. But I cannot say I have finished my life. My day's work will begin the next morning. My tomb is not a blind alley. It is a thoroughfare. It closes in the twilight to open in the dawn. The glory that awaits the Christian is truly a comforting thought. Anybody feel comforted by that thought? Romans 8 and 18 says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. While the world mocks the Christian, we can say, look, we read the end of the book. Woo. 
hold that on to give somebody some comfort in here. We're going to win this battle. Come on and put your hands together in here. We win. We win. We win. We cannot have the comfort of Christianity, brothers and sisters, until we know the Christ of Christianity. Hallelujah. And so maybe some of you can't clap your hands like others are clapping their hands because maybe you don't know the Christ that we're talking about. Hallelujah. But if you know the Christ that I'm talking about, I dare you in this moment, put your hands together. Come on and put your hands together with a confidence, a confidence. I know Jesus. I know Jesus. I know him for myself. Sister Ruth Lockett knew Jesus. She knew him. And so today we celebrate her life. We come to a close. But we come to a close with excitement. And the excitement is that Sister Ruth Lockett knew Jesus. Hallelujah. And that's enough to celebrate about. Come on and put your hands together. Directors, will you come? We have heard from heaven in a very powerful, poignant way in the preaching of Dr. Monica Redman and to the words of comfort that she gave this family. Certainly God is to be praised. We're getting ready to, at this moment, head out and we're going to ask all of those, with the exception of this family, if you would stand. I'm going to ask if we can have some ladies that will come and serve as flower bearers, if you will come to my left. And I'm going to ask those who are the pallbearers, if you will come to my right, to walk with this family. We do want to say to these lovely daughters, Petrinia, and to Latanya, and to the granddaughter, Shantia, to her brothers and sister and other family and friends that we here at the St. Paul Church will continue to pray for you and with you in this time. We're still in service. We're still in service and we ask for reverence at this particular time. May the grace and the comfort of God, the power and presence of the Spirit, the joy of Jesus in time of grief and bereavement be with this family now, henceforth, and forevermore.
Amen. Those that will be serving as pallbearers, if you would, come down to my right, your left. Those that will be serving as pallbearers, we need at least six. Need at least six gentlemen. Thank you. God bless you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in this temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yea. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me for in my father's house there are many mansions and if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Sister Naomi, you may go ahead and bless us with your gift of song. Some glad morning when this life is over. 